We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, November the 3rd, 2020. On today's show, former Gamecocks football player Alex McGrath joins me as he does each and every single Tuesday. As we talk about the bye week, the Luke Doty rumors that were circulating on social media late Sunday night, we also discuss the Texas A&M game, give our thoughts, the importance of this game as South Carolina starts the second half of this 2020 football season. A lot to get into here on a Tuesday, so guys, sit back, relax, enjoy. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service, they bring care and attention other companies can't offer because... They're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. So guys, they're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company. They're also employee-owned co-ops. So their movers are paid twice the industry average. And everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. They also have dedicated professional crew members and they offer black glove service, which means they offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating, and packaging for special items and cleaning services as well. Oh, by the way, guys, they were founded by Greenville natives and University of South Carolina alumni. So this is a Gamecock-owned business, Gamecocks helping Gamecocks. You know we're all about that here on the Spurs Up show, Gamecocks helping Gamecocks. They offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply don't have the skills for. Guys, if you're in the upstate, if you're in the state of South Carolina and you have any moving needs, be sure to check out the guys over at Upstate Movers Group. They're at upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. You can also find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Again, guys, service is what separates them from the pack. I've had the opportunity to meet with these guys, talk with these guys over at Upstate Movers Group. Phenomenal people. And like I said, founded by Greenville natives, but more importantly, University of South Carolina alumni, especially if you're a Gamecock and you're in the upstate and you have any moving needs. I know right now this is a popular time of year to move. If you have any moving needs at all, because we all know, listen, I'm somebody, I hate moving. I hate the moving process. If there's anybody that can make my life easier, I'm going to hire them. That's exactly what Upstate Movers Group is going to do because we all know that process can be very hectic. You're like, I don't want to forget anything. I don't want to break anything. And it's just a pain, to be honest. You don't want to have to do it. Give the guys over at Upstate Movers Group a ring. Be sure to check them out. They're on social media, like I said. 
at Upstate Movers Group. And you, got, you can also find them at their website. Be sure to give them a holler, upstatemoversgroup.com. Again, that is upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. The show is also brought to you by our friends over at Yardware. Guys, Yardware is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina themselves, selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. Guys, these signs are made out of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, and they come in both Garnet and black football season's in full swing. Christmas is right around the corner. Hey, we got Thanksgiving, then Christmas. We are creeping closer and closer. We're in the holiday season, basically. I know some of you right now, you've already got your trees up. You basically skipped Thanksgiving, right? You're just, you're just straight to Christmas, basically. But hey, again, the holiday season is here. We're all looking to buy people gifts. This is a must-have for any Gamecock fan. First things first, get one for yourself. But if you are holiday shopping, if you're shopping for somebody, a boyfriend, girlfriend, cousin, auntie, uncle, dad, mom, I don't care who it is, any Gamecock fan in your life, this is a must-have gift for them. And it's just a must-have piece for any South Carolina fan to have. You can order yours today at YardwareSigns.com. That is YardwareSigns.com. Again, guys, I have one in my studio. Like I said, these things are made out of 12-gauge laser-cut steel. The quality is really what stands out with these things. They're actually, like, heavy. They are really high Quality Again, you can put them anywhere. Put them in your yard. You can put them in your studio, your office, your man cave, your garage, your living room, your dining room. It is a really, really nice, high-quality piece that can fit really anywhere. And again, very affordable, too. $34.95. You're not going to break the bank when you get one of these. And again, any Gamecock fan in your life, I guarantee you guys, you get this for them, they are going to absolutely love it. It is a must-have for every South Carolina fan. So again, you can order yours today, YardwareSigns.com. Also, check them out on social media. Be sure to follow Yardware. Be sure to follow Yardware Signs. But again, to purchase your sign today, there's no better time to act than now. YardwareSigns.com. That is YardwareSigns.com. Be sure to check them out. Get your sign today and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show since you. Finally, guys, the podcast is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Guys, MyBookie between the NFL, college ball, and MLB playoffs. There's no shortage of games to watch, and with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into payday with MyBookie. Guys, if you're the type of person who likes to back the big favorites, consider putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout. Not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real moneymaker. And guys, we're Gamecock fans. Don't forget about the underdogs. We know how it feels to be an underdog. Hey, South Carolina's the underdog this weekend, right? Seven and a half point dog against Texas A&M. They've got a ton of value. There's a ton of value there. The thing about college football and the NFL is that the underdogs are never really dogs. Every team truly has a chance to win, and you do as well. Game spreads, championship futures, and player prop bets. It's never too late to get in on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. Guys, you can sign up today at mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. And when you do, use the promo code GAMECOCKS. Again, that's mybookie.ag, promo code GAMECOCKS, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. So, guys, what that means, you go to mybookie.ag, use promo code GAMECOCKS, you put in $1,000, they are going to match that deposit dollar for dollar. So, you put in $1,000, they're going to match it with a $1,000 free play, guys. And a free play is Awesome. You put that money down, you lose. Guess what? doesn't hit your account. No big deal. You win, you get the money. It is a win-win scenario, guys. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. Again, guys, that's mybookie.ag, promo code GameCox, mybookie.ag, 
promo code Gamecocks for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards. Hey, presidential prop bets. If you want to bet on the election tonight, do it over at mybookie.ag. There's a ton of fun stuff to bet on, all the major sports, much more. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at mybookie. Let's get it. single Tuesday. Former game basketball player Alex McGrath. Obviously, we're coming off of a bye week, so no game to talk about and break down today from the past weekend, but a lot to get into as we're officially really at the halfway point. That's what I spent the show yesterday talking about. Before we get into everything football related, all game football, Alex, I'll ask you, how was your weekend? Obviously, it was Halloween. I'm sure you got to hang out with the kids. Maybe you ate some candy. How, how, how was your uh, your Halloween weekend, sir? Not nearly as much candy as my daughter did, but we ate some. We ate some candy. Did a little trick or treating. Carved a pumpkin. It was just a. It was a. So it was you, a you did go trick or treating though, because I know some people didn't or couldn't or whatever. I don't know. Is this is this where we want to get into the COVID truther arguments, or should we save that ah, for no, a later podcast? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry to anybody. <laughs> um, but no, no, we did. We kind of like the street we live on. They kind of organized the nice socially distanced responsible right kind of trick-or-treating party for the kids what, so what did your kids got, dress up as uh my daughter was a panda with like a giant <laughs> panda head which was awesome and my son was a dog so a dog really wow a dog little well a little puppy um but no they had they did you, had a, did, they you had did you time. throw anything on or no you just kind of went as your no son. no when no, is it no. i'm a golfer i'm a golfer for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> i am no, what i am no, every I was, weekend <laughs> I was I was comfortable. I yeah. think that's the best way there I could say it. There you go, for sure. Well, I, it, let's let's talk a little bit because obviously, again, there's no South Carolina game to break down um, over the weekend. By the way, because I, this this struck me earlier this morning, I want to also remind you because I think it's easy to forget, sir. When we talk next week at this time, it will be Masters week. How does that make you feel? Very, very <laughs> happy. I can't right? wait. I, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, oh my God, the Masters is next weekend. This is incredible. So no patrons and for I mean obviously I'm I'm from the area. No patrons, but uh oh, it's just fantastic. If you're a golf fan, it's a great week. I, I know it's yeah, good, it's a great week. Something great to look forward to. But anyways, there was a lot of football over the weekend. Again, no South Carolina football, Gamecocks on the bye week, and we talked all last week, you know, what we wanted to see South Carolina improve on, work on, whatever. But I have to ask you, and we were talking about this a little bit off air. College football, as we know, makes no sense. 2020 makes no sense. And you see South Carolina beat Auburn. And then you see South Carolina get blasted by LSU. Mm-hmm. And then you see Auburn blast LSU and basically knock T.J. Finley out of the game by halftime. Um, dude throws a pick six, looked terrible, had two interceptions. 
I, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on it. Like, I, I know you probably didn't sit around because I, I tried to detach as well. I, I didn't watch a ton of football. The only football I really cut on was the second half of the Clemson-Boston college game because I think we were all hoping that BC was going to pull off the Catholic miracle. And, of course, in typical Boston college fashion, they just fall apart in the second half and Clemson gets the win. But just seeing the final score, and if you did see any of the game, like – I'm just curious, like, what were your, <laughs> what were your thoughts? Because it's like we were mentioning of that LSU Auburn game. Because it's like we mentioned off air, it's not a great look for the home team. It's not a great look for Will Muschamp and company when you're hearing the CBS announcers talk about, oh yeah, getting pressure on TJ Finley and like this is what. And I'm sure South Carolina fans and maybe the coaches are sitting there like, yeah, it seemed like that'd have been a good idea if we'd have done that. So it, what, what were your initial reactions and thoughts when you saw that score? I was kind of shocked, to be honest with you, because, I mean, like, you know, as, someone, point, like, as someone who picked LSU minus three and a half, I also, sir, was shocked. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yep, that's that's tough. Um, but, no, it, I, I was, it was just shocking because I didn't think Auburn was any good. Yeah. And LSU, like, curb stomped us. But then, at the same time, I didn't think they were very good. And – I didn't see them losing by what was it, thirty-seven points? Yeah, forty-eight but, to eleven the same, was the final. At the same time, like they like uh, Auburn kind of did to them what we did to Auburn, where they just kept turning them over. Yeah, um, because they decided to put pressure on a freshman quarterback in his first road start, which would have been a great game plan for us, but. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy. I mean, it's just crazy as far as, like you said, like we said, you, you'd think getting pressure on the court. But again, that's in the past, whatever, but it was kind of funny because I know South Carolina fans had an eye on that one. Like, hmm, again, this is not a great mm-hmm. look for the home team. <laughs> um, anyway, no, not really. Wasn't. I, I want to move into this because, again, we're all kind of, you know, coming off the bye week. We're all looking ahead to Texas A&M starting the second half of the season. But – I do want to talk to you about and just kind of get your thoughts on it. Again, it's all social media rumors and social media banter, but late Sunday, rumors started swirling about the quarterback situation for South Carolina, that Luke Doty could potentially, I don't know, be QB1, taking snaps, whatever, and it obviously picked up steam. And we all know, and you know this, Alex, from your time at Carolina, the backup quarterback is by far the most popular man on campus. Until you have that true – Heisman front runner, you know, bona fide stud at quarterback. And maybe sometimes even if you do, the backup QB is still always going to be the most popular guy on campus. Well, that conversation got going late Sunday. People saying, oh, I've talked to a player. I've talked to this guy, this guy, this guy that says Luke Doty is going to be QB one. They want to make a change. I even heard people saying that, oh, the players want to see a change at quarterback, which again, I said this on social media on Monday. I question all the validity of this. And honestly, if anyone other than Colin Hill trots out there on Saturday against Texas A&M as the starting quarterback, I will be utterly shocked because I know we both agree, and I think of it this way, I think people are foolish to think Mike Bobo is going to bail on his guy after one subpar game. I, I, I just That would surprise me. That, that would really surprise me if that happened. But for the sake of the conversation, let's just play the hypothetical game. Talk about if that were to happen, if Luke Doty gets the start on Saturday, like what would, I guess, what would be your overall feelings on it? Like what would be your thoughts on it? Are you in favor of it? Are you not? Again, I said in the preseason, play the guy that gives you the best chance to win. Hey, if they're at the point right now where Luke Doty is just balling out in practice and they see that and they really think he's our best option, 
by all means, go and go ahead. What I know you and I both don't want to see, though, is is a change for the sake of a change. Because I said this again on social media, and I'll tell anybody this: quarterback is not this team's main issue. That that's not why this team has lost games. It's not why it got blown out against LSU. It's not why LSU or Florida put up thirty eight. This team figuring out a way to stop people on defense to me that is by far the number one issue but again back to the point Luke Doty again who knows how much truth any validity if there's any validity to it what would be your feelings though what would it tell you if the Gamecocks pulled the trigger and went with the true freshman quarterback and say and I would be pretty shocked by that unless you're going to wildly reimagine what you're doing with the quarterback position and you're going to have to it's kind of like we talked like you were saying about Bobo's scheme you're gonna have to completely change the offense have to so that so this actually is incredibly reminiscent of when we played uh Georgia at home in 2008 Mm -hmm. um we they they had worked in a package uh for Steven Garcia to get some snaps yeah against Georgia and I remember I came I came home and one of my uh from practice on like it was like Tuesday or Wednesday maybe Thursday um and one of my roommates was like, hey, I'm seeing a lot of buzz that like Steven Garcia is going to start this weekend. Is that true? And I was like, no. So this feels like a very, very similar right. situation where mm-hmm. they're going to build in packages for Luke to play, which, mm-hmm. you know, it, which it probably could and should happen. Um, but if he got the start, I would be completely stunned by that because the skill set that he brings to the table could not be any further away from what Colin Hill brings to the table. Yeah. So you're talking about having to – re-engineer an offense in two weeks to give a a freshman a shot at this and you know given that he has taken maybe four or five snaps at quarterback this entire season and always in you know kind of a quarterback sweep kind of scenario that would shock me yeah I mean again I'd I'd just be really surprised and and, you know I I I understand. I, again, that's the easiest thing to talk about. When things aren't going your way, it's always, you know, you know, the quarterback position gets way too much of the credit and also way too much of the blame. So, and I know there are limitations to Colin Hill and what he can do. We, we all see him, right? I mean, he, he's not fleet of foot. He, you know, the, the sack numbers are way up. And I, I think pass pro obviously has to get a lot better. But, you know, some of that falls on Colin Hill, holding on to it too long. He can't get outside the pocket. I understand the limitations, but again, I just come back to number one. I mean, is Luke Doty really ready to to take over this offense and run the offense and do what Bobo wants him to do? And then again, I just don't think quarterback has been the number one issue with it. Again, I'm all for getting Luke Doty on the field and using his athleticism because again, that's I know that's something we've talked about that's just killed me and frustrated me is we hear we hear all preseason this lip service from Will Muschamp of how great of an athlete Dak Joyner is and how athletic Luke Doty, you know, supposedly he's the fastest guy on your football team and he's not seeing the field. So like I'm all right. for getting him in there in packages and st- and I think that's probably a lot more realistic in regards to what to expect. Cause I agree with you. It would utterly shock me again. If, if Colin Hill all of a sudden after the bye week is knocked off and you have Luke Doty as your starter. But again, I, it's intriguing and the upside. And I wonder if this coaching staff would try to use it as a spark, if you will, because, you know, again, I, I'm not sure if you, heard, you if you heard the conversation I had with Patrick Davis uh, on the show Monday. And again, Patrick Davis is just a fan, but he's a singer-songwriter. He knows a lot of people. He knows Darius Rucker. He knows a lot of boosters, a lot of people. And I asked him the question we've had on this show before, Alex. 
Do you think, you know, just talking about Will Muschamp and the buyout, he thinks 110% they could pay it if they really wanted to. He's like, those guys, those old guys smoking those cigars, they have the businesses, they have, if they really want to open the checkbook, it's possible. So I just wonder, could this coaching staff maybe be trying to use this as some sort of spark? Because if you go down swinging with Colin Hill and you go three and seven and you never see Luke Doty or even Ryan Holinsky on the field, there's going to be – it's not going to be good. But it may be a different vibe if you go four and six or whatever and you got Luke Doty at quarterback. I, I don't – I'm just trying to see how could these puzzle pieces fit together because, again, I know we're both on the same page. I don't see it happening. But, may, I mean, maybe that would be the reasoning. I mean, maybe maybe they would, in some regard, do it for that reason. I mean, what, what do you think? Maybe. But I don't know why they would have waited this long to do it. Right. Either. Um especially especially like if it's just one of those things again where it's just going to be certain packages or maybe he doesn't have a full grasp of everything yet but at the same time that's kind of what we've talked about before where it's like you know if this is really the best athlete you've got on the team you gotta get the ball in his hands and if that means you gotta take four or five pages out of the playbook or simplify some things that's what you got to do instead of you know putting somebody out there who does understand it but doesn't bring that same skill set so I mean, I, it, it could. I mean, sure, he could go in there for you know the first play of the game and technically be the starter. Um, but I think Colin. I think it's going to be Colin Hill most of the way. Yeah, and I, I do want to make one thing clear as well is that I think for the long term for South Carolina, I think they need to have a guy like Luke Doty at quarterback. Like I, I just think in college football now, you can't have a statue back there. The defenses are just way too good. The defensive lines are way too athletic. And again. I said this before, when you're a school like South Carolina, just call it for what it is, you don't have five-star linemen all over the place. You don't have five-star wide receivers. I mean, you don't have that much talent to where you're just going to out-athlete people. You're just going to win one-on-one matchups all day long. You got to get creative. So I'm not opposed to, hey, Luke Doty being the – or Gunnar Stockton or whoever, the, these dual-threat guys, these true dual-threats being the long-term answer. But again, like you were saying, right now – is Luke Doty really ready? And then again, I just don't think Luke Doty is going to be the answer to everybody's prayers in the sense of like, you know, turning this thing around. And Luke Doty don't play defense. He plays quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, but again, yeah. it, it is kind of funny because you, you relate it back to when you were playing and it's like the quarterback conversation, it never goes. Because that is actually a really good point you make is that, you know, when Garcia was kind of coming in and platooning. And I, I just wonder – you know, because that's didn't Gar- Garcia kind of took the starting job after getting some limited reps, right? Because I think 08 was the Thursday night LSU game, where, like that was really his coming out party, kind of. I remember he had the, the run down the sideline where he like pumped the crowd yeah. up and stuff like that. Like that kind of felt like his coming out party. Um, and I know obviously they were switching those guys in and out because I, I always tell the story about 08 Arkansas, where Arkansas they, they were literally <laughs> going every single play. And I, I remember having Garcia on the podcast, he told me, he's like, Yeah, I. I told Coach Spurrier, if you ever do that again, I'm transferring. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this, Coach. Like, you, you know, no chance. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll be interested to see. I'll be, I'd love to see more of Luke Doty. Heck, I'd love to see some Dak Joyner, honestly. I'd love to see some Dak Joyner. Get creative. Like, that's one of the things I talked about going to the bye week. Be more creative um, on the offensive well, side of the ball. I mean, it's, just, it's exactly what we've been talking about for weeks. And it's just like, look, you know, if you're limited at receiver – but you got supreme athletes on the outside. Just get the ball in their hands. You it know doesn't what? You have know, to be 
you know what the it bigger didn't have question to be is? Like a comeback on the outside, or it didn't right. have to be like a cross over the middle. Throw him a screen. Do something. Just get the ball in those guys' hands. The bigger question to me is if is Mike Bobo willing to maybe step outside his comfort zone, expand his playbook a little bit? You know, because like you said, it's not going to make any sense to put Luke Doty in there and run the same offense you've been running. It just isn't. I mean, I'm not saying you got to go like. I still want to see a football team that runs the ball 110%, but you're not going to be under center nearly as much with a guy that runs a 4-3. You're just not. Like, is Mike Bobo going to be willing to not run his system but cater his offense to the athletes he has available? That's my question. Mm. And I think that's the most important question. Because, again, if you're just going to inject Luke Doty and do the same exact thing, you're not getting the most out of that player, in my opinion. No, I, I and I 100% agree with you. And it's not that, you know, you're all of a sudden going to be calling a bunch of QB keeps or, you know, running a bunch of zone reads. It's mm. it's really like you get into a situation where the play breaks down. Mm. Can you make something happen? Yeah. And look, like, you know, Colin's doing the best he can. And as somebody who's torn an ACL before, like if I had done that twice, I would have been like, no, this is it. I'm not doing this again. Three times on three the times. same leg. I know this and like so like tenacity is off the charts with him obviously but you know I'm not and I don't I wouldn't want Luke Doty to play just so we can just like run with him it's really about the athletic ability to get outside the pocket and make things happen when things break down so it's not necessarily like we just want to run like options with Luke Doty it's just like how much the, the extension of that play and when things can break down, can you make something happen? That's where all of that comes into play. And we just don't have that right now. Mm. So adding that element to it is helpful, but it is changing schemes from what we're doing now. So like how much resiliency we have in that department, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, Georgia didn't really have anybody like that in their system mm. the entire time Bobo was there. And I still go back to <laughs> And it still boggles my mind that, you know, like it, it, I'm just I'm comparing here. But, you know, Bobo, Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, we're all part of that same kind of Georgia contingency. And it still boggles my mind that, you know, all of those Georgia coaches were sitting there for, what, two years watching Justin Fields and Jake Fromm in practice and didn't right. go with <clears throat> Justin Fields. Yeah. But you know, I know that's probably going to make a lot of Georgia fans sick, honestly. Which it, it should. I mean, it should. It should. It should. Look at what Fields is doing. I know. Heisman contender. Until Jake Bentley starts playing. <laughs> Which is this weekend, by the way, ironically enough. Yep. Um, I, I want to move into, again, this game this weekend. South going to take it on Texas a and again, I'm, I'm going to do a full breakdown later in the week, obviously, of the Aggies and stuff like that as we normally do. But we all, we all kind of know what they've got to offer. Ranked seventh in the country right now, which – it feels a little high to me. I'm not going to lie. It feels a little high for A&M. But either way, um, top 10 team coming to town, coming to Williams-Brice for a night game at Willie B. Uh, Kellen Mond, Jimbo Fisher, we all know about those guys. Just talk about more. So I'm not going to ask you necessarily about the X's and O's and the inner workings of this game, but the importance of this one. Because I look at this game, Alex, and again, these are your last five. A&M at home, at Ole Miss, Mizzou at home, Georgia at home, at Kentucky. You're two and three right now. And I said before the season, five and five or better to me should be the minimum expectation. Like if you want to sit there and look me in the face and try to justify, hey, 
you know, we're building this program, we're heading in the right direction, whatever, despite anything I've ever said or anyone said. If you can get to five and five or better, I said, you know what, I'll at least, you know, be able to just take that, whatever it is, whatever. To me, this one almost feels like the Tennessee of the second half of the season in the sense that before the season, I said that the Tennessee game was a must win as far as setting the tone and getting off on the right foot. And Because, I mean, heck, I, I look at the first half of the season, I'm like, man, if you'd have just beat Tennessee, keeping everything else the same, if you'd have just beat Tennessee and you were three and two at the break instead of two and three, I think the entire outlook of your season is different. I just think the perception of it is completely different. And I just think if you're going to have a successful second half of the year, um, I'm not saying that, you know, Texas A&M, that's, that's a tough game for sure. They're a good football team. But you got to go on the road, a tricky one, to Ole Miss. And I think we're both very concerned about that one. Mizzou is playing better football. Kentucky is Kentucky. They've got that stingy defense in Carolina. Has never played well in Lexington. And then Georgia's Georgia, right? So, I just feel like, and again, the spread has come out. The Gamecocks right now sitting as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Maybe it's not quite as much a toss-up as Tennessee was, but I don't know, Alex. Just talk about your feelings on this game, how where it ranks for you as far as importance. Because I just think, again, if you're going to try to go on a run here in this second half of the season, at minimum, you have got to put on a good showing and protect your home field in some capacity. If you go out there and get blown out again like you did against LSU, I mean, start drafting up the resignation letter from Muschamp, basically. I mean, it's just <laughs> – these are these these are these opportunities at home. you got to protect your home field and find a way to get the job done. To me, I think this is a really, really important game for South Carolina. Again, especially you're on national TV. You're in the spotlight yet again. What do you do with do with it? Where does where does this game sit for you? How do you view this game against A and M? I mean, it's a, it's a tough game. A and M's a really good team, and they've got you know four year or fourth year guy at quarterback. Yeah. That's a lot of playing. talent. They do have a lot of talent. I will give them that for sure. Much better than he has previously. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got a lot of confidence coming in. So you know, I I, I mean, you you look at it as like, can we win this game? Absolutely. Like yeah. I think you know, certainly we have the talent to, you know, compete with Texas A&M. I mean, anything less than a W is not going to get the job done right. at the end of the day. So, you know, yeah, if we lose by three, what, what it doesn't no, – There's no anything. moral victories. Like, like we've said before, there are no moral victories. Just like we said for Auburn, <clears throat> there are no moral victories. Um, I agree with you 110% there. You, you got to find a way to get the dub. Again, I, I know a and is a really, really good team. But also, here's the other thing. We haven't even talked about this. The streak. You've lost six in a row to these guys. You've never beaten them. I, I just don't know as a program, again, that you can sit there and look me in the eyes with a straight face and say, this program is headed in the right direction when you have a seven-game losing streak to someone. I, I don't care who it is, the best team or the worst team. If you've got a seven-game losing streak to Texas A&M, that's bad. That's just, there's okay. no way to sugarcoat that. So no. I think getting that monkey off your back, that is that's another huge storyline in this game as far as just finally breaking through against these guys. Because I think what's so frustrating about this series, South Carolina's had their chances against AM. I know last year was a blowout, but really every other game, it's been down to the wire. And for whatever reason, Carolina hasn't made the plays or they they've they've given the game away in some capacity. I think breaking that streak is is of utmost importance for this team and this program. I agree. 
Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree because you got to be able to compete with the big dogs and you got to show that you can compete with the big dogs. And, you know, knocking off Georgia and Auburn the last two years is great, but it's it's a sustained success or consistency right. in that program where you're going to be competitive every single week that I think everybody's really looking for. And, you know, sure, like, you know, being competitive doesn't put – being competitive puts you in a position to where, you know, those W's are more attainable than, you know, us sitting here spinning a roulette wheel, wondering which team's going to come out of the tunnel mm. on Saturday. Yeah. You know, is it going to be all, is it guys that played Auburn or is it guys that played LSU? Yeah, and that, that's what scares me too. And not not to like spoil my prediction or anything, but <clears throat> the biggest thing, I because I, I agree with you, I think South Carolina could win this football game, but is it Jekyll or is it Hyde? Which which team can you trust South Carolina to show up and play their best football game on this stage against AM? Again, the game being at home certainly helps. I know it's a COVID crowd, it's 20%, but either way, South Carolina just seems to play better at home. You know, I was having this conversation with somebody and we were kind of joking. They were like, Yeah, I don't know why. It seems like every road game I go to for Carolina, they play bad. And I'm like, we've just never been a good road team. Like, no, no offense to the teams you were on, or but yeah. like We've always done much better, it feels like at least, at the friendly confines. And maybe that's true for every team. I, I don't know, but I think the game being at home certainly is an advantage. But, again, which team shows up? Like, can you trust South Carolina to show up under the lights in a big-time matchup? Because, again, unfortunately, I know you beat Auburn, not taking it away. But still, for the most part, this these moments are where Will Muschamp teams have not shown up for whatever reason. Uh, so well, and then two, uh, it, you know, going back to the you know Doty rumor, r- Doty rumor, you know, the other piece of that that is concerning to me mm-hmm. from a which team shows up standpoint is that this was called for by the players. And, and again, it's all rumors. So it's we're, all we're all, rumor, yeah, that, but but if true, yeah, but. but hypothetically, just to have yeah, if true, that's concerning. It is. Yeah, that's and I like I you know like I told you in the uh, you know off air before the show. I mean, honestly, and take this however you want. If we've got players in the locker room pointing the finger at the quarterback, but not pointing it at the defense, I have some questions. I I, I genuinely have some questions um, because right now I was taking a look at the stats. You're scoring 29 points per game on average. You're giving up 30. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me it, you tell me yeah. what the problem is so um now alex mcgrath always good stuff tuesday november 3rd now there's nothing there's nothing interesting happening today right outside of carolina football i don't think so there's not nothing no. else we need nothing else we need to st- <laughs> i don't think so no it's just a normal yeah, was i supposed to do yeah, something today yeah, normal tuesday um hey last question before i get you out of here just to be on the record the starting quarterback in Texas stadium saturday will be who Colin Hill. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me. All right. Let me back up. It's entirely possible that they put Luke Doty in as a change of pace. Right. First series of but the game. But the starting Colin Hill will get the most snaps yes, on Saturday. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you 110. percent Hey, like I said, they want to get creative. They want to expand the playbook. I'm not going to be mad about that, but I'd be pretty surprised, pretty shocked if 15's not out there taking the initial snaps on Saturday. So, hey. We'll see. Maybe it'll be a storyline to follow. Alex, appreciate you taking the time as always, man. Obviously, we'll break down everything with Texas A&M next Tuesday. But until then, man, appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we'll talk soon for sure. Sounds good, bro. Absolutely. He's Alex McGrath. I'm Chris Phillips. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on an episode of the Spurs Up Show.